Hey everyone, welcome back to the Breaking Western podcast. We are in season two talking to influencers or influential people within the Western industry. Today is no exception. <laughs> Abby laughs because I say that every time, but it's so true. But it's true. It's, it's true. true. Uh, we have Randy Cortieri on you! the phone. If you don't know his name, you certainly know his, his work. work. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Iconic. Yes. Yes. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Randy, how are you? I'm great. What an intro. Wow. <laughs> uh, we like to think we were maybe rodeo announcers in another life. That's just, we're kind of like yeah. slowly working up towards something big. Um, thank you for noticing. <laughs> Oh, great. It makes me feel special. Oh, we love that. We love that. We're just here to be a, here to be everyone's hype crew. Yeah. So we're looking at your background to start off with. You are, and this is so funny because it's always for younger people, but you're retired um, from bull riding, right? Yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I rode bulls for 13 years. and Wow. You know, it just wasn't going my way. I dealt with a lot of injuries, and I always had a passion for creating and filming and documenting. And so, yeah, it just led me to holding a camera for a living now. So that's my life, and I love everything about it. I love how you understate that. You're like, I, know, I just I I hold like, a camera for a living. That and <laughs> and the bull riding, 13 right? years. 13 years <laughs> and, a, and a great career. Not just, you know, he got yeah. on some bulls for a couple seconds, but a really accomplished career of bull riding. I'm just thinking. Yeah. I'm so like, ooh. <laughs> so, but 13 years, that's a long time. And so you must have started this really young. Yeah, I started riding bulls when I was 12 or 13, maybe. And <laughs> okay. You know, I didn't grow up in a rodeo background. My dad rode bulls a little bit when he was younger, but I, I was never exposed to it as a kid. I I grew up in the mountains of northern New Mexico, and I snowboarded and skated. That's pretty much what my life was. And I just asked my dad, I was like, hey, can I get on a bull? He finally let me, and I was just hooked from there. Got to go to high school rodeos. Well, I started out in Little Bridges Rodeos and went all over Colorado and then went to high school rodeos, got a scholarship to Odessa, um, college and rodeo there for the best Jim Watkins. He's like the best coach that I could ever have asked for. And, um, what was so cool about him is he was actually a coach for Ty Murray, Jim Sharp, the Creos. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was pretty special to go rodeo for him for two years. Wow, and, amazing. uh, yeah, it was just a wild ride. It was a great experience. I got to meet some unbelievable people. And, you know, one of my favorite moments of actually riding was uh, a buddy of mine moved down from Canada, um, Ty Pazabon, and we just kind of clicked from there and just started rodeoing together. I ended up moving up to Canada for a while and, oh, wow. and went to all the, all the bull ridings up there. And yeah, it was just a wild ride and I, I would not trade it for the world. Wow. So as you're doing this bull riding, are you at that point in time, like, is it going through your head as they're playing the music over the loudspeaker? Like, hell yeah, this is my song. I wish somebody would capture this with music and angles. And like, was oh, that yeah. taking over you're in like your mind already? playing your life as a movie all as you're time. writing. <laughs> yeah, all the time. I was like, man, this industry is not getting it. They need to have mm. someone documenting this all the time. And just like I said, like I grew up skating and snowboarding and I would get fired up just watching edits before I'd go snowboarding or skating and and i'd never seen any of that in the western industry i was just like man this is this huge opportunity here and so i always like had it in the back of my mind 
when I stopped writing, I was going to go full blown and just do what I think what would work in the industry. And, and when I decided to finally quit riding bulls, I was like, well, let's try it. And so I just, Weston Rakowski, the bullfighter, he, mm-hmm. had, he actually was my first paid gig for oh. actually a bullfight. And he just came and said, hey, I'll pay you X amount of dollars to come shoot this. And, and that was it. Like, that was, I was like, this is it. This is what I truly want to do. And I have not looked back since. I mean, it's been, I think, four or five years now that I've been doing this full time. That's amazing. Um, and yeah, and it's just, it's crazy. I never imagined in a million years to think where it's been, where it has taken me and led me. And yeah, it's just, it's wild. It's so crazy. And it's all did, been happening so quickly, really. Yeah. And what did that transition look like? Like, how quickly did it happen between, okay, here's my first paid gig? Because obviously at that point you're not full time. And then to take right. that into, okay, this is my living and I'm going to stop do. doing everything else because of this. Yeah, so it took a while. So I was building metal buildings at the time. And uh, just on the side, like I would try to go video as much as I could, whether it's for free or whether it's paid gigs. I was trying to just master my craft as much as I can. And so after about a year, I started. Get, picking up bigger jobs and everything and so I just said okay I've got to go all in and my family thought I was crazy um, <laughs> like my girlfriend at the time was like what are you talking about like you're not gonna be able to make a living doing this <laughs> and I was like yeah I am like you're like listen my, haters are my motivators <laughs> yeah, I was like just I, and I, I would just tell like I, I remember telling my mom I was like just watch just mm, watch and she would just shake her head you know and I knew she wanted the best for me and she but I was never, like, a man of security. Like, I don't... I mean, I was a freaking bull rider. For, I was going to say, you were really yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I had $8 in my account. I had $5 in my account here. Like, it didn't... It never mattered to me. Money was never my motivator. It was always, like, always just... I, I wanted to do what I truly was passionate about, and then the money would come eventually. And so I just tried to work as hard as I could, and I still do it to this day. Like, I study films. Um, I... I mean, I, if I, the best advice I can give someone that if they're trying to video right now is go on YouTube and just watch as many videos as you can mm. and learn as much as you can. I mean, that's where I learned everything, YouTube. And, and I just kind of put it in the real life scenarios and it's all trial and error. God oh, bless you I too. love that. I mean, I have goosebumps here listening to you talk about that. Like, do what you're passionate about do what you love and the money yeah. will follow like because yeah. if you're chasing money you're never going to yeah yeah you, you won't win yeah no. you're setting yourself up to, for failure because i mean i just see so many people doing nine to five jobs and there's nothing against nine to five jobs but right. it's just not for me but there's so many people that are just miserable and they just they almost mm-hmm. turn into zombies and then mm-hmm. they're then they're just running off of emotions and then they're lost as what their purpose is and i just i hate seeing that in someone's eyes when you know there's so much potential for everyone out there they just got to find it and take off with it and truly believe it i mean it might sound cliche and like all bullshit but that's it's real talk i mean if you really are passionate about if it's freaking crocheting or <laughs> tiktok videos like do the best that you can at it and you will win no matter what you don't have to do it for anyone else but yourself and yeah if you keep the goals in line that's all that matters. Damn. To me, at least. 
That is so that's, good. I'm just, but that's it, right? That's the yeah. essence of life. I feel like people always use that phrase, like stay in your lane as a, mm. as a bad thing. But when you think find about it, lane. like find Carve your lane, hit out. it hard. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you never, you never know where that road is going to lead you. And and you're a perfect example of that. Like <laughs> look at you right well, now. Well, and I think, you know, he's a great example of that wasn't even an option for a job. Maybe mm-hmm. like it, when you're a pioneer, nobody else has done that before. Right. right. So like. Uh, there's nobody you're looking up to maybe in the film industry you're, but you're writing the the rule book yeah that. you're not taking yeah. somebody else's job you're creating your own so of course people are going to think you're crazy because they're like what are, <laughs> what you, are you doing, doing? <laughs> oh yeah I, I mean i get stares and i i mean there's a lot of people that have been in production with the pbr or prca for so long and I, it's just funny to me like and i don't I, i'm a i can read people pretty well i guess and they just have no clue how I'm doing what I'm doing and mm. but it's just everything is changing and you can't like things are going to change the next year or two and I got to innovate myself to play the game still you know like I can't get comfortable and a lot of people are just like well how are you making money I'm like how are you mm. like how are you going to support your family and it's just like you guys just got to go out and get it like it's out <laughs> there it's out there for everyone and and you know I never thought I would be like, right now I'm working on a project with Yeti, and it's just, like, it blows my mind every day when I wake up. I'm just, like, I'm actually getting to create something for a brand that, I mean, it would have taken, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, like, wow, like, a guy that never went to film school <laughs> has been doing this for four years or five years is now creating content for major brands. I mean, I had contracts yeah. with Monster. I've done stuff with Wrangler and Levi's and it's just like, wow, like what's next, you know? And, but that, it's a perfect example of just like, don't freaking quit. Just keep pushing and keep moving forward. And there's been so many times when I wanted to give up and I wanted to quit because I didn't, I had imposter syndrome where I was like, Mm. I'm just a fake. I'm a phony. I'm not, no one's going to think, believe me, I'm just faking it until I make it or whatever. But once I dropped all that, crap and I just like found my voice and I, I figured out like I'm just doing this for me and if mm. the major brands want to work with me cool if they don't whatever I'm just still going to be me and I'm going to still have my camera and I'm going to be creating whatever I want to create and however I want to do it so I'm going to hold up my Yeti coffee cup right here <laughs> and cheers to that because Salute. that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, I think that's a huge roadblock for so many creatives that mm. imposter syndrome that thought that like okay we were just who talking am about I this. what am I even doing and the second yeah. yeah like you said the second you let go of that things amazing things happen mm-hmm. yeah yeah well uh, like I worried about what other people thought of me so much for too long and it just held me captive I was like an own, my own prisoner in my own body mm. and everyone else is dealing with their own shit, you know, like, and a lot of us don't even talk about it. So once I started like being vulnerable with people and like sharing things that I was dealing with, it just set me free. And then it was just like a total game changer in my life. I was just like, okay, here we go. Now, now I truly believe in myself. And I think that goes for everyone. Once you truly believe in yourself, I mean, watch where you'll go. Like there's no, there's no limits. I mean, sky's not even the limit. Like, we are so powerful. Like you, you girls are like so powerful. There's no limits on what we can do. Like it's, and I, I limited myself almost my whole entire life leading up to what I'm doing now. And I just got exhausted. I was tired and I was like, man, enough is enough. I'm ready to do me. 
and let's go. And that's when things started unfolding for me. I think we wait for permission a lot. And especially in the rodeo industry, like a bull rider really can prove himself in about eight seconds. You either stayed on or you didn't. And some of these other tracks are like, it's day in, day out of a grind. And people see an overnight success, but there's years and years of late nights and hard work and blood, sweat, tears, literally, to get anywhere. And you deal with, you know, you're not always successful. And so you have these huge highs and then after that, you're just like the lowest of lows Bottom because how do you do something better than that? And right. that is just so real. And I think the second, yeah, like you said, the second you open up to people about that, you realize that everybody else is is also experiencing that. So Randy, yeah. was there was there then a moment or did, did something ever happen for in your life? Like that switch went off, something clicked where all of these lessons like came into focus and mm-hmm. you were you were able to drop all of all of this weight that you've been carrying with you and just live your life the way you wanted to? Yeah, um, a good friend of mine, his name is Todd Pierce. He's up in Idaho. He used to write, uh, used to be a bareback rider, and now he does a he's a minister for. We usually we, he goes to prisons all over the United States, mm-hmm. and he invited me on a prison tour, and I was just dealing with some things in my life, like I wanted to just go get a regular job, and I mean the, just the he would just look at me and like, I could tell that he was sincere and like, he was like, he just spoke truth into me and like, and said that everything's okay. No matter what I've done in the past, no matter what I'm doing right now, like that doesn't define who I am. And, and like all the, it's like, I don't know. It's like I was carrying around a backpack full of bricks mm-hmm. and those and like the bricks represented like all my emotions, my identity, my, my shame that I was carrying or like just like the imposter syndrome. I was like, I'm a phony. I'm a fake. Like, uh, I'm just like forcing my way into this industry. And then once I just like let go of all that and I trusted what he was telling me and I like, I like being vulnerable was the key to my freedom and sharing things that I didn't necessarily want to share with people. Like this might not even have anything to do with video, but like, like I, I'm just a regular human, you know. I deal with crazy stuff in my mm-hmm. life that, I, and I just had to dig it up and be vulnerable with people that I trusted. And once I did that, I realized, like, hey, we're just like everyone else, and but we carry so much power once we can really see our full potential. And I don't know, going to those prisons and seeing some guys in there, and just being in that that like mindset with. Todd, like it just it changed who I how I see things and who, how I see people like I really don't judge people I this I mean I'm, I guess we're getting on a way different topic here but like the way I see people and the way I see life is a whole new way than I ever have before and I'm just so thankful to have these opportunities to have a camera in my hand but it's bigger than a camera like I get to go video some of the greatest athletes in the world and share my story with them and they get to share their story with me and so uh, that's what I live for you know that's my gas that's my fuel for moving forward is just being able to be in people's powerful people's presence and and just have that energy and feed off of it and then just move forward and that momentum just carries me to the next level and then I keep going I keep going I just and it's just like a drug. It's like a natural drug that I don't ever want to get away. 
Mm. Uh, and that's such Damn. a beautiful, I keep, I'm, this has been running through my mind since you said it, a beautiful analogy that like those bricks that we carry with us, that, that can either be a weight or those can be our building blocks. And mm. so really I don't, yeah. you know, that's not off topic because that's what makes us who we are. Yeah. And that's what gives you your unique perspective on the world and allows you to tell other people's stories in yeah. such a powerful yeah. way that resonates with everyone. Because really what you're doing is you're showcasing that like thread of humanity that runs through mm. all of us because really you watch your videos and you can like feel can that feel adrenaline and yeah, like, yeah you know yeah. angela nor i have, have never ever been on a on a bull well speak for well, yourself <laughs> okay we ride the hell out of a drop barrel i will say that <laughs> <laughs> we digress <laughs> But, but you watch that and you're like, damn, you feel like you're right there. Like that yeah, rope is in yeah. your hand. You're, you're yes. in that shoot. You're getting, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. that dust is flying up around you. And it's like, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's helped me in this industry now. Like now, like I've put my hand in a rope. I felt it. I wrote and Now I get to share what I lived through a camera in a whole new way. You know, like I was filming the other day at a bull riding and I just got in the arena while they're while they're bucking like i've never seen a camera guy just like right there in the mix and i got the sickest shot i've probably ever had in my entire life and i'm just like man like this is so badass like this is what i get to do <laughs> you're like i just i just did I that, just did that. <laughs> yeah like, like i was like jacked up it's like i was just 90 points <laughs> developing this really specific style or this mm. kind of like fearless approach that is so different than everyone else? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, not, I always wanted to find my little style, you know, like I seen so many people doing stuff and I, I tried to emulate people for a long time. But I was just like, man, it's not me. It's not, it's not fulfilling to me. And so, yeah, I just, I'm just running and gunning and like if I if I'm able to pave a way and help other creators along the way that's that's like the perfect reason why why I'm here you know I'm seeing a lot more now pick up a camera in this industry and I'm just like hell yeah this is what we need you know Mm -hmm. like we need a camera guy or a crew at every rodeo at every PBR every barrel race every goat rope and I don't care like if we want <laughs> if we want western the western industry to grow we can't be on a treadmill anymore we gotta keep mm-hmm. growing and we gotta showcase we gotta be yeah. more modern we gotta and still tie into the grassroots the tradition you know we never want to stray away from that but like let's get it like if we gotta make we gotta make this cool we gotta make it exciting for our future to to be invested in it you know like and that's that's what I seen when I when I first got into this game and I was just like, man, this is what we got to do. This is my mission and I'm not looking back. You know, I'm just, and the more that I pick up my camera and the more I go out there, I find something new to do. Like, I'm, I'm always trying to innovate myself. I'm always trying to be better. And I don't know. That's the, that's my goal. That's Damn. what it's all about. Damn. So going back to you first starting as you're getting into this, obviously you have the experience from the competitor side, but what did you find as you were coming into this videography that was a barrier to entry? Obviously, like, super expensive equipment. How do you have access to, like, getting behind the shoots or in the arena, <laughs> underneath the bowl, wherever <laughs> you're at? Um, what yeah. did you kind of find was, like, your challenges as you are getting into it? Yeah, so definitely equipment. You know, I didn't have a pot to piss in when I <laughs> stopped riding bulls. You know, I, I think 
I mean, my girlfriend was paying my damn cell phone bill. Like, I couldn't even, <laughs> you know, uh, it was kind of embarrassing, you know. But I, I bought a camera, and I just started using what I had. And this is crazy, but, like, I had a 2005 Monte Carlo, and I was driving to the Iron Cowboy in Dallas, uh, Dallas Stadium. And I had just bought a, you know, have you heard of those gimbals that you can put your iPhone on? And it's like, you're floating, like you can put your iPhone on this thing and it's like, you can run with it. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. So I bought one of those and I snuck into Cowboy Stadium <laughs> and I, and, uh, you know, I know everyone. So like, they're kind of just like, oh, hey, how's it going? And so I snuck in the <laughs> you're like, I'm definitely I, supposed I, to be I here. I in the locker room for like maybe an hour just wait until the intro was over and I just went and I started filming stuff. So I pretty much forced my way in and I started sending it to, to people that I knew in the industry. Uh, I started sending it to agents, um, brand reps and, you know, and it took a long time for me to earn their trust, I guess. Like mm-hmm. obviously it wasn't the quality that I'm up to now, but for whatever reason, um, Sean Weesey with XC Sports, and he's an agent for JB Mooney. Um, he owns a brand called Dexel. Really great guy, and he actually wrote me a check for five thousand dollars to buy new equipment because wow, he believed in me so much. He said, he, and he didn't expect anything in return. He just said, "Man, I believe in you. Here's five grand. Go buy you whatever camera you want." So I went and bought a camera. I bought a drone with it. And I actually still am using that same camera today. I mean, I have other cameras that I use for other jobs, but I still have that camera. And it's been a wild ride. And the business aspect of it, you know, I wasn't very good at business and handle <laughs> and organization. And so it's taught me how to be accountable of everything going on in my life and making sure I'm getting deliverables on time. And, and actually the whole industry, like, knowing how to edit and how to export right and if it's going on cbs and then i need to get it a certain way so there's so much that i'm still learning along the way but yeah it's been wild i guess i don't know it's all crammed up into one little box but yeah it's i'm still learning you know like it's (laughs) this yeti project has been wild and i hired a whole crew for it and now i'm having to go up to montana to reshoot some things so i mean there's always variables there's always things like what's next you know but that's i love that you know i love the i love it it gives me that kind of it's almost like getting back on a bull you know you never know what's gonna happen it's i mean that's amazing too because really we talk about this a lot that hustle phase is Mm -hmm. not it's not pretty (laughs) not cute and people love to tell that story afterwards like you said just put it in that little box and be like here's here's all the adversities I went through and it's like wow yeah but you think back to living in it and you're like yeah, yeah. that wasn't a that wasn't a great moment that when sucked. someone else was paying yeah. for myself yeah. I, I didn't love that yeah. <laughs> so how then how did you get to this level where you're really doing like promoting and marketing for the rodeo industry as a whole so I think um what really helped me was you know Dale Brisby he's like the comedy legend in the industry. I actually, you know, he reached out to me and I started doing videos with him and I owe a lot to him only because I was able to learn at my own pace with no pressure, no like um, corporate pressure, I guess. Mm. So I got to work with him for four years and still be able to do my own thing. But 
he allowed me to just be completely free. I had freedom of all the create like creative control, and I got to learn at my own pace, and that was such a huge blessing to me because I had no pressure whatsoever. Whatever I put out, like he's like, oh yeah, that's good. Let's put it out. <laughs> you know, whether like I'm working with like a contract with Monster, and I send in an edit, and they and I mean I had. One time I had to do like 13 re-edits for a project. I'm like, damn, like, maybe I'll just go back and work with Dale. But, uh, <laughs> I think I quit. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. But it was a good journey. Like, I'm not with Dale anymore. Like, I'm off doing my own thing. But definitely with being with him and kind of learning at a really reasonable pace for myself, it, it helped me turn into the man I am today for sure and how I handle my my company and my business. That's so good. So Abby and I's relationship is, I would put that in that kind of a box where you do different things creatively. You both have your own journey, but you're crossing paths and you're, you know, however long that path crosses, um, you're able to really help each other out. So talk to us a little bit about what that looked like relationship wise, working with someone that is so creatively, you know, has their own strengths, you have your own strengths, but you're able to build each other up. Um, I know for Abby and I, you know, she's making me clothes and same thing where I'm like, I don't know anything about clothes. This looks freaking awesome. Let's go to the NFR in it. And I'm going to sing in this suit and I'm going to tell people about it. Um, So tell us a little bit about like relationships, whether Dale or otherwise, but, you know, friendships and relationships crossing with working together. Yeah, it was, it was actually really great working with Dale only because how creative he is and and just his mindset and the decisions that he makes like he's actually a brilliant man like he's when you have a conversation with him you're like wow like I kind of want to hang out with you all day just because you kind of fire me up and you almost ignite the creative side to me (laughs) I love how you say that like I'm actually he's very smart (laughs) yeah he's actually really 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 smart I'm imagining him and his videos with the yeah, pillow. It, it was cool. Like we got to wake up and just dream and then go create. And mm. that was, that was our life for four years, every single day, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, like we did not have days off, but I mean, we were having fun and I think that's what made everything so, so special. And, you know, and working with, uh, Sean Weesey, you know, he's, he's landed me a bunch of jobs with monster and a big, uh, jobs with the Western industry and you know just his him believing in me is I mean it's just I can't ask for anything better than that when when someone's behind you 100% like that's one of the greatest feelings you could feel and I mean and then you don't because I mean I doubted myself I'm, I'm doubting myself today like I'm thinking about the projects that I got to do you know but like when I have people in my life and in my corner that lift me up and I think that's what we're all here for, to build each other up, and that's what community is all about. And so I'm super thankful for all the friends I have and everyone that, you know, lifts me up and says that my work is great because I'm my hardest critic, you know. I mm. I don't like I don't like anything that I put out, you know. I, I'm always waiting for that perfect project, but will I ever get that perfect project? I don't know, maybe, but I think that's what drives me to keep creating and get better, but... Yeah, everyone along along the way on my side is just I can't thank them enough. It's been I can't I definitely could not have done it alone. That's so important to have those those people in your corner, not just the people who 
support you when you when you need to lean on someone but really the people like you said who are pushing you Mm -hmm. to to be more creative or to just be your best self and put your best work out there yeah so what was what was the first video (laughs) that really got people's attention because you've mentioned like a wide array of work so when you had that first video that that really took off or went viral did you know that it was something special or were you surprised like, that sucked You're well, like, Whoa. So Whoa. i had a i had about maybe 15 videos that i did before anyone knew i really videoed and i deleted them all because i was so embarrassed by it. <laughs> oh, and, no. and i wish i did it now because they were pretty badass uh I had a video of me, so this is, might seem like a crazy story, but I went to a flea market and, and bought two roosters. <laughs> I, I love where this is going already. <laughs> there, was a song, there was a song called Guy Odell's Yellow. Yeah. Oh, of course. And so I made a video of me training these roosters like I was fighting them, and I think it got like <laughs> 2 million views. And then when I met my, my wife now, I met her, and I was like, if she sees this, She's not going to want to marry me. (laughs) This is like TikTok before TikTok, and you were like, no, no one can know. (laughs) So, yeah, that was, I had a lot of traction off that, and people started like, okay, this guy's funny. Like, and I did one of me mowing my lawn to, like, this dubstep song, and it went crazy. And I wish I still had those, but they're all, they're gone forever. Um, But in the rodeo world, I think, uh, I think it was, the bulls of the west and really getting the bfo started and just started because that's what i initially did started in the western industry started filming all the bullfights mm-hmm. and you know i drove all the way to salinas california in my monte carlo that blew up <laughs> on me but uh yeah i drove out there for 70 dollars wow amazing and you know all the bullfighters they i mean they didn't have anything to pay me but they rounded up seventy dollars to pay me, oh. and I went and filmed the bullfights there. And but I was willing to do whatever it took to just because I knew deep down if I kept pushing forward, it would work. And yeah, it did. So wow, I'm just I just at a loss for words. That's what I'm both sitting here looking like, at each other oh. like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> incredible but it's people valuing your work with what they have right like, and really that 70 dollars thing uh, that means so much more lot. than yeah. than yeah. a bunch than of somebody money that when... has money and mm-hmm. can give you a lot right yeah yeah although it doesn't necessarily help when you're like trying to eat yeah it also doesn't pay but... your bills so <laughs> looking yeah. back on it you're like wow how sweet <laughs> yeah, i was like thanks let's take a gas and a donut <laughs> incredible well i'm looking forward to i'm hoping now that sunday you like uh remake the rooster i know video, i'm just like in all, about your, the in all your free time <laughs> i know yeah if i get some free time i'm going down on the rooster for sure and it'll be way i'll probably just get a whole production crew to come film it so like uh we can throw it on netflix <laughs> oh my gosh that would be amazing <laughs> randy the first video of yours that I saw was your video for Ty. And I'm just so curious to, you know, that really brought it, it brought it home for you and made it really personal for you. Was that project something that you really wanted to do? Was it something that you just were inspired to do or tell us a little bit about that? So the, the day that I, so I made a couple for him and the, 
it was like super hard to make, obviously, right? right so right. the the day that his mom called me and told me that he had passed away, um, I rushed to San Antonio to get a flight straight up to to British Columbia, and my plane couldn't leave until the next morning, and so I was like, "What can I do? Like, mm-hmm. what can I do to honor him in the best way that I know how?" And so I was just, I didn't want to just put a phone in front of my face and talk about how good he was. Like, I literally just wanted to showcase as quick as I could because of the circumstances. And I made the video in the hotel room um, before I would fly out. And I just tried to round up as much as I could, like knowing like where you could see his personality and you could see like some of the accomplishments he did. And, you know, I just put it together and I didn't care who's seen it. Like, I just did it for me mostly, but it ended up going crazy. I think it, you know, it got a lot of traction, but um, that was a, probably the toughest one I ever got to, I have ever had to make, but probably one of my, it'll go down in the record books as my favorite one, only because I, I feel like I got to honor him in a really good way. Mm-hmm. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. And just thank you for that, because... I ended up writing a song because of that and it totally changed my career too. And so I'd like, that really does inspire people. Even, you know, I didn't know Ty, a lot of us didn't know him, but through your work, I just, I always say like, we all knew somebody, Mm. we all know someone. And that really told that story so, so well. And what a beautiful way to allow his legacy then to live on in the lives of other people, you know, and that happens and we never, we never truly lose someone because they continue to walk with, with so many of us and and live in our, in our hearts and our minds. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm talking about people that like were totally on my side that, that dude changed my perspective on life for sure. Like when he came out of college, he was like a magnet, just the energy and the, the kindness that he carried with him was just unreal. And I, I'd never experienced that. So like a lot, how I live my life today is totally reflective of who he was. And, you know, and he always believed in me. Like he, you know, I struggled with bull riding throughout my career and, you know, he got to, you know, we were riding at the same events and he got to go ride up the built for Tufts at the time. And, and he always was trying to lift me up and he's like, man, you need to be here. You need to be with, you know, like you're better than, most guys that are riding here right now and and then we actually started another perfect day together um yeah so we he was actually 50 percent partners in the production company and the t-shirt company and so yeah it was just like so crazy that everything happened the way it did but yeah i owe him a lot of credit like he he threw down and believed in it that much to where he wanted to be a partner of it. So, yeah, it was pretty special. You definitely need those people, too, that are like, you know, maybe we can't see the whole picture right now, but I'm ready Mm -hmm. to invest in you and walk with you during this journey. It's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, So looking forward now, um, all of your projects, we talk about this momentum and that your project to project is gaining momentum. Working with bigger brands. Yeah. I mean, who's bigger than Yeti and um, Monster? And Yeah. Great question. But what what do you see as being next? So I want to be, I want to move more towards like being a creative director where I don't even have a camera in my hand. Like I don't mind having a camera in my hand, but I think with my vision and how crazy my mind is at when we're on a shoot, like I think my my strengths would come in directing 
And so that's where I really want to lean more towards. Like, I will never stop filming, obviously, but if I want to move on to do, like, commercial work or short films or documentaries, whatever, I I think I want to take that role in directing and have my own little crew. And so I've been kind of playing around with it the last year and hiring some uh, directors of photography and sound engineers and trying to just experiment the that whole game because I'm like I really don't know much about it but I think the best way to do it is just go for it and so that's what I'm hoping to do but as of now I'm just going to keep kind of putting one foot in front of the other and seeing where it leads but the more that the more I, I'm seeing like the brands that I'm working with the more I see that coming to fruition and me being able to take that kind of lead and hopefully make create like another perfect day into like a creative uh, marketing agency where I have a whole bunch of team players where we can go tackle multiple projects at once where I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to do everything on my own. I see a lot of Abby in you (laughs) that she'll be like, I'm so sorry she said that to you, Randy. (laughs) But she'll be like, okay, so I have this idea for a photo shoot. We're going to have these butterflies and I already ordered them and we have a thousand in the mail right now. And then we're going to do this with it. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? She looks at me. I'm like, be a supportive friend for one goddamn minute. She's like, I just can't see it. I can't see it. Abby, I don't get it. And then when I see the finished product, I'm like, oh, damn. Like, I could have never dreamed. Like, this um, creation she made for me for the NFR last year, we call it the Patsy Pantsuit. And it's this sky blue bell bottom. There's 24 feet of fabric on the bottom of this thing. And I had no idea what her vision was, but when I put it on, I cried. <laughs> and I said to her, I won't feel um I won't feel like this again in an outfit until my wedding day. And I was just <laughs> like had yeah. an emotional experience because of this i'm like yeah, wow trust. Yeah. yeah exactly exactly yeah. but i so so That's like funny, from, yeah. from yeah. that perspective i so respect people like you randy who just like who have that vision and even when people don't get it you're like i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna like, do I'm it, it. <laughs> oh yeah and it's been very a lot like it's super tough especially in the western industry like i love everyone in the western industry but there's a lot of people that have given me eyes like dude, who are you and what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like come on. Like, but I'm just like, just trust me. I'm not going to make you look bad. Like, I promise you. Well, see, but, especially when you're new on the scene, too. Like, that can be a hard yeah. sell. Like, you're new to video, yeah. but also more or less, like, in terms of being in the Western world, also fairly new. Like, your family wasn't deep into it. You were mm. a new bull rider, and right. here you are. Like, yeah, I'm also going to make these badass videos. That what you've never yeah. seen from anyone else. Yeah. So you have no right. frame of reference. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my wife laughs at me all the time. Like, the other day, like, I posted a video on my Instagram. Like, we're just, I just get crazy sometimes. Like, during the day, I'm like, oh, I see this thing in my head. So I just had to go outside. We put oh, the golf uh, one over our fence, and I have my <laughs> golf clubs. And I just like, all right, let's just mess around. Like, let's make a Saturdays or for the girls video. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I had her grill in with a grill. I had her, like, I just stupid shit, but it came out pretty cool and like unique. And she's just like the whole time, like, "What the hell am I doing?" Like, I was like, "You just gotta trust me, all right." Like, just stand there. Yeah. Amazing. Just stand in the good. 
I think we watched that right before we hopped on this we call. Did. And we I was like, like That's yeah. cool. she is the cutest. Like, and we oh love gosh. your relationship is one yes. of the best things we've ever seen. We're like, nobody loves each other more. Yes. Like the appreciation. <laughs> oh my gosh. Goals. Yeah. She's <laughs> awesome. Like it's, it's pretty awesome with her. Just like, she's actually like one of my, like really my first girlfriend I ever had. And oh, then, sweet. you know, and just, she's, she's pretty special. She's, totally a she's the glue and she's the i'm the face of this company she's the motor for sure like she she definitely does not get enough credit for what she does behind the scenes and yeah she's amazing oh we love it shout out that's amazing yeah Mm, so good. Uh, well, Randy, we are so thrilled to have been able to talk to you today and yeah. we're going to be riding this high for yes. a long time like my heart is just bursting with, with some of the things yeah that you <laughs> well, left thank us you guys with. so much yeah where can everybody um, find you online? I'm I spend most of my time on Instagram these days, so I think my I think my Instagram handle is just Randy Quirky. So and I have a website being built right now. It's not not ready, but I answer all my messages on Instagram. So if anyone ever has a question, just shoot me a message, and I love to chat. He really does, even for us. <laughs> I try to answer everybody. You know, I try to give everyone the time of day because, I, you know, I was, I reach out to a lot of people throughout the week, like, that I really idolize, and I expect an answer back. You know, I don't always get yeah. an answer back, but when I do, then I invest more into mm-hmm. whoever I'm following, you know, so I I think that's really important to keep that engagement up and and not be too good to, too good for school, you know? Yeah, yes. absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all people, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Randy, thank you for your time. We so appreciate getting to talk to you. And, I mean, you have to go work for Yeti now. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) thanks for carving out, like, some time in your day for a little old us. A little old us. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you. So if you're not following Randy yet, go ahead and give him a follow over on Instagram at Randy Quartieri. Check out his videos on the YouTube. The YouTube. And uh, keep your eyes out for his website because he does not and will not disappoint. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Breaking Western Podcast. We'll come back at you next week with another influencer or influential person Season two finale. (laughs) Oh, finale next week. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll see y'all then.